1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is what you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side-side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side-side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side-side hustler. I'm a hustler, side-side hustler. I'm a hustler, side-side
1: hustler. Come on, ask Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie.
0: It is another episode of my Side Hustlers Podcast. I'm Carla Marie. I am back in the studio, not in a closet this week, so that's exciting. But my guest is over FaceTime, Michelle. Hello hello how you doing michelle Zavadny coming to us from ohio which are you the first person to talk to me from ohio i think so
1: i think so yeah which at is least cre- cleveland
0: yeah oh for sure I, I will a little foreshadowing have someone on from cleveland in the future who you actually know Ooh.
1: I do? Yeah.
0: Yay. Michelle's company is called Meach Media. Explain a little bit about what you do, and then I kind of
1: want to tell your whole story and how we ended up here. I consider it an engagement agency, and it's kind of two-part. I have small businesses, nonprofits that I help work um, on their social media, and truly any um, aspect of marketing that would help them engage better with their target audience. So email newsletters, um, like I said, social media, even websites – um, so it's kind of diverse, but it's primarily digital. And then the second aspect of that would be my blog, My Versatile Style. And that is just my creative outlet turned, you know, business in a sense, because I have monetized it. Um, I work with big brands. I've worked with anything from like Ralph Lauren and um, Macy's to um, Giant Eagle, which is like a grocery store here in the area. So I, you know, truly, I just love creating, I am a creator by nature. So I started Meach media with the intention of a being able to create and do something I love, but also have an impact on a variety of businesses and a variety of sized businesses. So like I said, anything from small to large, I just like having a lot of diverse projects in my path because I learn something new with every single one of them that I'm able to, you know, pull in here and there into other projects. So
0: I'm technically one of those businesses. I'm on the smaller end. So Michelle actually launched and created thecarlamarie.com. You did all of that. And we kind of talked for a while and I dragged my ass as I (laughs) tend to do with a lot of things. And I've talked about in this podcast and finally I was like, okay, I need to make this happen. And you did it. And You gave me so much insight on website and how to monetize it, which I haven't even done yet because that's a whole nother world. Like you mentioned that you do that on your own and what you're saying about learning things, you really know so much that what I got from you, I feel like I just scratched the surface. So how did you go about learning all of these different things that you need
1: to kind of create these brands online? Well, thank you for your sweet compliment (laughs) first. Truly, I just put myself in the middle of a ton of, can I swear? Mm -hmm. I put myself in the middle of a ton of shit storms, honestly. (laughs) Like I just threw myself into projects that I didn't even know if I can handle or get myself through. And I found people who could help me through when I needed it. And I used the internet, which is an insane resource that people truly don't leverage enough because you can learn anything online and so I just actively taught myself, and um, I also had a full-time job in marketing that allowed me to play around with a lot of different aspects of marketing. I wasn't really in a hole where it was a smaller company, my first marketing job, so where larger businesses will just kind of put you in a swim lane and have you swim within that lane and really not allow you to experience other departments um, because you know they just need you to get that job done. Um, smaller businesses, if they're especially if they're bigger on the front, but a little smaller on the back end, they allow you to you know, sit in on important conversations and give your two cents. And I was lucky enough to have that opportunity early on in my career. And it just sort of grew from there. One of the things that
0: I want you to talk about is one of your first jobs, because it wasn't the PR world. Because obviously Meach Media started out as your side hustle. Yes. Now it's you're, you're at home and you're working on that and you're going to meetings all day everywhere. But one of your first jobs, you were doing video on camera
1: work. I was. Yeah. So I actually went to school, went to Ohio State, uh, graduated with a degree in communication. All of my internships were in television and production. I spent the summer in New York working for MTV. I thought I wanted to be a VJ. Um, Same. I, <laughs> I truly wanted to be like on the red carpet or yeah. within uh, like E! Entertainment Network or MTV. I knew that I wanted to be in that world. Um, And more specifically, I really wanted to do mornings on television. So like Kelly Ripa, I would love to have her job. Um, So that's where I started. And, you know, I kind of went into that path because, A, I did it in high school. My high school had a television program. I was always told I was good at it. So I did it. And then when I went to go to college and I had to pick a major, naturally, I just went for what everyone told me I was Mm -hmm. good at. And I did love it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But what I learned early on in my career was, A, you kind of have to have a lot of really, for lack of a better term, like, shitty small jobs yeah. in order to advance in that career. And B, you kind of had to have the ability to move around a lot, especially being from Ohio. There weren't a lot of on-air jobs in this area. Um, and also what people don't know is, For television, Cleveland specifically, is actually a pretty big market. So getting jobs to start out here was really difficult for me. So I started in uh, working as the in arena host for a a hockey team in the area. And I was like the girl on the big screen who would, you know, (laughs) read a script and play games. And I did that for a couple of years. And while I had that job, I got another internship that was unpaid. I was out of college, but just like I said, I love learning and I feel like that's constantly learning is it brings so much value to your life and career. And I have at 1.6 jobs just trying to make my way. And as I, as I worked through these six jobs, I realized that there were two things that were extremely important to me. And while a career was important to me, it wasn't one of the top two things. The top two things that were most important to me were freedom and, you know, just having general flexibility and my family and I moved to New York for a quick stint um, to do on air, and I just I missed them. I felt like I was missing out on so much at home, and I realized that there were some sacrifices that you have to make in your industry that I I just wasn't willing to make because there were other priorities in my life. I hear and you. So that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's it really is such a tough gig. I can't imagine being across the country from my family. I'm the youngest of four. Yeah, you've got a my, big family. I do, and my brother. So my oldest brother, he'll hate me for giving his age, but he'll turn fifty this year. Yeah, and assist- so I have not really, yeah, the so same
0: like family situation. Family, yeah,
1: yeah. So like my dad, just like yours, was married before he married my mom. So I have been an aunt since I was three years old, and I'm <laughs> so close with my nieces and nephews. I'm the youngest, so they were like this, the little They're siblings. My I little never sisters, had. yeah, yeah. And so being away from them killed me. I felt like I missed every birthday party, every important milestone. And so, you know, I got out of college and I thought that I had like these, I was such a like starry-eyed human who just had like these, her eyes set on these huge dreams. And I realized like at some point, other things were more important to me than that one thing I thought I wanted to do for so long. So it was kind of an oh shit moment because here I was, I was the one person out of all my friends who was so certain about what it is that they were going to do. Like I was going to graduate college and I was going to be on TV and everyone had like those moments during college. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? And I was like, Oh, I'm good. Like I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be on TV. And then I started doing it and I started trying to like, well, get gigs in the world, in that world and, you know, navigating through it and it was tough and brutal And I just learned that I didn't care about fighting that fight as much as I thought I was going to want to.
0: If you're not happy personally, you can't put it all. You can't put your all into your career. You have to be happy, whether it is your family, like everyone exactly in this industry will say to you, you have to move to get ahead. If you don't want to move, you're not going to get ahead. And that's, True and it's not. Like I I did well staying at home in New York, but there were better opportunities and I moved and I was ready for that. But if you're not ready for that and you do it, you're gonna be freaking miserable. right? to your point, yeah, it happened and you didn't wanna fight anymore. You didn't have that drive because you weren't happy and that's fine. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. can't grasp that point where it's, oh, this is fine to feel like this, but it is. And you did and you went back home Mm -hmm. and then you had other amazing careers And now you're kicking ass like it's it's okay to not do the one thing you thought you were going to do.
1: Right. And so it was scary because it's what it's the only thing I had had in my mind. So it's the only the only internships I had were in the world of television. I had like three or four internships all unpaid. And I felt just like, what am I what the hell am I going to do with this? Really? Where where can this take me? And
0: you think now that stuff all has helped you at this point?
1: Oh my god. Yeah. It like it's made a world of difference because the way that it's actually shook out is that at that time, you know, social media was getting really big and marketing companies were in a way creating internal media companies to create content for the web, for their blogs, for their social media sites. And so, my background in journalism and being able to edit video yep. and you know, just all those little things that we learned that we did I didn't think were all that important. Um, They actually made, put me in a unique spot to where I was an asset to teams, marketing teams specifically, because people in, people who were new to that world or just coming out of college, like I was, they had the traditional marketing background. Like that's what they were taught in school. And I had this background of television that I could bring to the table and I could learn all the marketing stuff. But the being able to edit video and all those little things like the technical aspects yeah. i was able to handle too and so truly that's how i got into marketing because a small business needed someone who w- who had a wide range of experience and That someone just ended up being me. Every company now needs someone who can do that.
0: I don't care if you're a toilet paper company or you are a big media corporation. You need someone who can edit video. And it's such an amazing skill to be able to have. It will get you ahead in any – if you can – whatever it is pay for lynda.com I don't know if you use lynda at all Mm -hmm. l-y-n-d-a lynda.com watch a bunch of video editing programs and boom you're done and that's something you can add to your resume and it puts you way above everyone and obviously you're proof that it happened
1: yeah I remember one job um that I had they were having a big conference for a franchise network that they owned there was going to be hundreds of people there and they really wanted this intro video to be like a a graphical element. It was just like a more animated video. And so they had me quoted out and I was quoted anywhere between 13,000 to $30,000 to do a one for to two you minute to do it? piece. No, I oh. wish. Uh, they, I, they had me look for people who could create gotcha. it. And that was what they were quoted. I happened to find, um, uh, some website where I could edit an animated video or create an animated video for just the price of a subscription was, which was under a hundred dollars. I want to say, and I was able to create that video for them, and it was just like invaluable. Like they yeah. were just floored and so excited that I was able to create that for them and save them tens of thousands of dollars, and it still got the same effect. I love that that is something
0: you have told me the reason why you've started your side hustle at this point. I mean, I've talked to everyone that has had almost every answer except that one. You know, it's my mm-hmm. passion. I like writing. I need to be creative. It's something I've done since I was a kid. I wanted to have fun. But yours is is so different than that. And I want you to explain to everyone that because there are a lot of people that work nine to fives or more longer than that, and they hate sitting at a desk.
1: So I'm a very multi-passionate person, and I have had a really tough time hammering down like what it is that i want to do for the spend the rest of my life doing i mean that's just a, such a stressful thought because i like so many things and when i got to the bottom of it i truly just realized that so long as i like my job i don't need to love it if it's paying the bills and i'm helping people and and creating an impact that was good enough for me there's going to be aspects to every job that you dislike so my motivation wasn't so much oh i want to jump and like make a specific dream come true and that dream being i want to create a a business of sorts. Um, really, my motivation has been, I want to be to be free of corporate America. I don't want to sit in a cube and have someone watch over me and me be told that if I go to the restroom one extra time, what? <laughs> I'm going to get fired. Just stupid things like you, you would be surprised like, People, some companies I've worked for, people will troll you about that stuff. I'd like, be fired by now if that at, was the case at here. At one company, I had a one hour break and there was a gym there and they told me that I could do whatever I wanted on my one hour break. I mean, it's, it's your break, right? And so I would go to the gym and my workouts were a half hour. I would shower, be back up within that hour. And one day they just decided to pick on me and just say, yeah, we nobody's allowed to go to the gym on their lunch break anymore. There was nothing that I had done that was wrong. Like my what? manager just didn't like me. And th- so it's just, I didn't want to play that political game. And I, I just truly wanted to be able to have my own time, be able to create my own impact in the ways that I wanted to create it and obviously make money. So yeah, <laughs> my motivation hasn't been, I, I've had so many side hustles along the way, primarily because I've been trying to figure out what I can like really hone into and where I can bring value to people. And so it's it's not been like, oh, I'm gonna create a marketing agency. That was never the motivation. It was okay, what do I enjoy doing? What am I good at? And how can I bring value to people? And when all of those kind of merged, that's when Meach Media was born. So now though you answer to literally no one but yourself. I mean I answer to my clients. And your clients. But yeah, but it's nice because those are people that I can choose to work with. I mean I, this has been a side hustle. It was started as a freelance gig. And then it was a side hustle officially. Like I opened Meach Media at the beginning of 2017. And then in March of this year, I jumped to doing it full time. And so right now I can't be as picky about who I work with. Right. I mean, I'm just starting out, but in the long run, that's the goal is to be able to work with people who I feel like I can truly bring value to. And there is like a mutual respect and relationship there. So, um, it's, it's still a baby, but it's, insane because if you would have asked me even in December if I would be doing this full time right now, I would have hoped so. Yeah. But I could promise you that I wouldn't have ripped off off the band-aid. What ended up happening is in December I decided to move to a different role um, at a different company that I had been with. And I thought it was going to be like a dream gig in between making this happen. Yeah, and I remember you a telling job me that this. I was yeah. right a job that I was like bored with. But it was an absolute disaster. And I I was devastated. But at the same time, I knew exactly I mean, I'm spiritual, I knew exactly what God was doing. And so it was crazy because I was reading all of these like motivational books. And at the time I was I was filling out like my daily gratitudes and it was just my head was in a really great spot for that to be happening because I took I took it as a sign instead of taking it as like my world coming crashing down on me, you know? And so in March, it was my dad's birthday actually. I decided to just rip off the band-aid and go for it. And so far so good. It's yeah. crazy. Like I I would have never imagined, I could have only hoped that it would have turned out this way. So So
0: to what you said, and congrats by the way, because you are crushing Thank it. Yeah. But to Thank what you, you said, so many people have said that I lost this job or there was a transition period, and it made me realize, okay, now's the time to do it. Everyone says that, and it would be kind of weird if I obviously didn't touch on this of all days. As the, mm-hmm. You know, this podcast launches Monday, and it's the first day of technically my new job. Yeah. I'm sort of in that boat, but a little different. I am in a transition period, and you're right. I could have looked at it as, oh, I'm not doing morning radio anymore. I'm doing mm-hmm. night radio. For me, it was like, oh, my God, I get to live a life I never thought I could live. And that's how I'm I'm embracing this like, a, oh, my God, I get to work. I can sleep in or I can wake up early. My days just got longer. I get to hang out with friends at different times of the day. And I can go out at 10 p.m. on a Thursday when my friends are going to get drinks if I want. I can go yep. to the movies. I can go to concerts late at night. There's a lot of things that my, my – who knows what the next step will be. But right now, I'm getting to do something I never thought I could do. And to the side of, you know, turning it into side hustle and whatnot, I can now – Block out times of my day if I want to wake up early and start blogging and and really work on my website I can
1: What you have to do I know you're gonna kill me if I don't
0: <laughs> I I trust me I am blogging about this whole life transition but <laughs> yeah it's the same idea if you look it's
1: at all it all about perspective
0: yeah it's crazy it really is and it's it's so I want to say it's easy to say but it's not because at first I was like oh this is weird and then I was like, "No, this is going to be awesome." So it's right. okay to obviously, oh crap, change is change. At the end of the day, you know, not all change is bad, but it doesn't yep. have to be the best feeling at first. But when you start looking at the silver lining and and the perspective, and you can kind of adjust your own perspective on things, it's one of those situations where when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. It's cliche as it sounds. One hundred percent. If you do that, look what you've done. You've created your own company. Right. And now you're, you're talking to, well, I know it's later on the East coast, but you're sitting in your bed. Like you get to work from home. It's awesome. Right.
1: It is. It It is such a dream come true. And you know, like, I don't, I don't take it for granted and I don't think of, okay, it's going to be like this forever. I think, I think life happens in, in interesting ways and you have like these temporary pains and then, the, but the highs are so good. And so anytime that there's a difficult situation, I just tell myself, you know, this is temporary keep your eye open for the opportunity in all of this, because there is going to be one. And in this case, there has been multiple. It's like I said, it's just been nuts where I thought like, holy shit, like, how am I gonna, I had a couple of freelance clients and I'm like, how am I going to get back to like my salary that I was getting paid? And, you know, I have to pay more for social security because all of a sudden your employer is not paying all of that. How am I going to figure this out? But like, you just do. And I I mean, (laughs) you just do. And it, it just, it comes to you, you figure it out, especially if you're a solution oriented person, like you're not going to just sit on it. I mean, if I were to sit here and cry and just sit on it, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Right. Right. Even in all of my jobs, like I said earlier, I had six jobs at one point. That's (laughs) No joke. Six freaking jobs. And as much as one person could have said, oh, that's so miserable. And so many people did say that to me, (laughs) actually it wasn't miserable because I networked. I I just met so many wonderful people and it, everything has come full circle. People that I, I met early on in my career that I never thought would have an impact later on in my life have. And, and th- those are from random jobs. I mean, I was telling you, one of my biggest like mantras is just start. And out of college, I was, after I figured out that television was not going to be something that I was going to pursue any longer. I was kind of in this, like, I guess a depression. And I was a little paralyzed by fear of the unknown. And my mom and cousins and everyone would try to help me and, you know, put these, put these opportunities in front of me. And I'd be like, no, but that's not what I want to do. At the end of the day, doing stuff that you don't want to do leads you to things that you do want to do. And so one of the six jobs that I had was a staffing agency. I worked like as an HR, I, I call it, it, was like an HR role, whatever my title was. And I never wanted to work in HR or staffing, but the first marketing gig I got was a dual role where they needed someone to do marketing, but also serve as their HR coordinator. And I was a qualified candidate because of my broadcasting background and my HR experience. And so like that truly led me into the job that I've now created a business. So out of. crazy. So it's just like you have to start doing. And as you start doing, you learn what you don't like, which is just as important as figuring Absolutely. out what you do. And along the way, the dots just connect and things work out and you'll end up in places that you never anticipated. But I always I tell that so, to so many of like my, my nieces and nephews and my husband has a younger brother and they're just so afraid and they you know they say well i don't know if i would want to do that it doesn't matter if that that doesn't have to be your job for the rest of your life oh but my god we have to you... literally
0: work for how many years
1: right think about exactly. that Exactly. how many and years who... are we
0: working for and how people are living so much longer and that's what i say the same thing about relationships like yep. we're living to 105 years old now rethink <laughs> when you get married <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the well, same thing as
1: jobs but you already got married so skip that yeah, advice well, for me we were together for like 14. Well, now we've been together for like 14 years. But by the time we got married, it was like 11. Yeah, 12, something like that. So trust me, like I was in no by no means in a hurry. And you have to figure that you have to like figure that out and think that stuff through for sure. I by no means am like a a impulsive person. But yeah, I I just tell my nieces and nephews and Dane's little brother just, you don't know what opportunities or who you're going to meet. So just do. Sitting at home is going to get you nowhere. Mm -hmm. Sitting on Instagram and scrolling through, looking at people and wishing that you had their life is going to get you nowhere. Yeah, you're going to like their pictures. That's about as far as you're going to get. And then you're going to be jealous and you're going to get depressed and you're going to go down a slippery slope. So just act on it. And once you start, you're going to figure it out. I love it.
0: One of the things you brought up though was about networking and doing different things and full circle. We have to talk about how we met. Yeah. And the one company you haven't even touched upon yet your clothing company that you had. Yes. I like. You know what's so crazy to me? I always forget that that is how we first connected. So it was Michi Lin, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you had a, your own online boutique,
1: right? So many meech, Meaches and Meaches. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, my nickname. <laughs>
0: when did you start the
1: online store? So I started that in 2013, end of 2012, beginning of 2013. And that was truly my first like I don't want to say real side hustle, but I guess because I've I've never had just one job ever since I was 15 years old. Wow. I've had multi. I've always had multiple jobs, uh, even when I've had full time careers. Um, and so I started that as one of the. Let me test the waters. I think this is this might be what I want to do. And I did it for I want to say three years, almost exactly. And it wasn't bad. It just I I didn't plan. I learned a lot from that experience because. There was so so many more ducks that I needed to have yeah. in a row before launching that but again I had this mentality I just need to start I'll figure it out along the way and I did figure things out and I figured out that it would probably be best for me to close it and maybe try again <laughs> later <laughs> but I I had like this I learned like a, a whole new world of business that I hadn't I hadn't learned in college I didn't have that background all my classes were like writing and creative and production I never took a single business class. And so That's I went to like, just like local um, chapters of like SBC or whatever it is, small business centers and and just, you know, networked and talked with people and wow. put together a plan, temp- use templates from the internet and figured it out. And I didn't lose money, which was great. That's awesome. Um, but what I learned from that was that my favorite part in Michi Lin was the PR and the social media and the marketing. And I would get caught up for hours in that And forget about all the other stuff, which was also very important. And so that's when I kind of just closed shop and realized, okay, if I'm going to have a business, it should be a service oriented business within the lines of like social media and marketing.
0: So you talked about going to the different business chapters. That's crazy to me because there are so many people that see online stores or see these, whatever it is, an Instagram account, something, and they think, oh, I can just open one and I can do it. But you actually did put work into it. Oh,
1: Oh my God. Yes.
0: But so many people don't do that.
1: Yeah, no, I had a whole business plan. I ran my business plan through different mentors. I had, you know, I I did have a plan. I didn't just like haphazardly do it. My plan just wasn't as sound as it should have been looking back. But like, yeah, I had a lot of people that, you know, just kind of like gave me their insights. I'm lucky enough to have people in this area that. I look up to in the business world who kind of helped me through it. My mom's an accountant, thank God, so <laughs> she really helped me with that aspect of it. So yeah, I mean, I just utilized my resources, and so yeah, I guess I should say how we met. Yeah, was, I'm one of
0: those resources, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: you are. I um, you emailed I me. emailed you, and I remember that I was like shitting my pants because it's like I was like she's gonna ignore this and you got back to me and you got back to me in such a timely manner I'm like oh my god she actually responded I was waiting for Elvis and did you email me I don't even
0: think you emailed about what's trending maybe you emailed originally I about didn't. just hey can I send you some clothes from my store to maybe wear for an yeah. event and then I was like uh yes please because there's nothing I hate more than having to pick out outfits for an event I I've said over and over again I will spend I don't care. Take my money. Just someone pick out my clothes for me. I hate it. And I was like, please send me whatever. So you sent me this. uh, It was like a scuba, a peach scuba skirt, which I still have. And (laughs) I think I had a leather tank. I don't think, I don't know if you I remember this outfit. And I wore it to Elvis Duran's End of Summer Bash, a concert we did in the summer. And I got so many freaking compliments on that skirt. And people loved it. And for me, it was, like, I remember that outfit. I remember that day. And I... I remember being so excited to share it and be like, I got it from this girl who's like got her own store and and she's kicking ass. And I remember posting it. And then we did it again, like two more times for two different outfits around Thanksgiving. I wore that poncho, which I still wear. Yeah, and then Christmas time, I wore one of the skirts to our jingle ball yeah. in Philadelphia. Why I yeah. don't remember all of my
1: outfits, I don't know. And you interview, you interviewed Nick Pete Jonas went. in it, and he I- went, <laughs> and he went. I have like screenshots still on my phone. It's like the grainiest, like iPhone quality. I'll find a new um, better but- one. And I still even have it. So that's when you ask me, oh hey, do you mind if I do this on what's trending? Like, duh, yes, please. Yeah. And um, I still have that that tape, so or the recording yeah. on my desktop, and. I- From time to time, I listen to it just like, it's so crazy what you get when you just ask for something and you could have just said no, which would have been fine. But I and I was so scared and was like, she'll never respond to me. And in asking for that, I feel like I met a new friend. Yeah, I mean, now it's been like. It's been like five years, five years since we first
0: talked, which is insane. But we got to meet for the first time last year. We happened to be in Austin the same weekend and we finally met. And it's crazy because we had talked over email, over text. We had talked about different life moments with each other. You know, your wedding, everything like all that. I feel like I've been there
1: for it, but I actually not Yeah, wasn't. you sent me pictures of you and outfits for different events, asking yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And so like we had we had met, but we hadn't. Yeah, and it, it's so like that's so interesting. But yeah, the, we were at that bar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, bangers in Austin. But it came,
0: yeah. it came time for me to figure out my website. So I would go to Michelle and ask her all these questions. And then I was like, I kept backing up from it. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. And now I, I'm going to use your advice and do the whole just start thing. I finally did that to myself and was like, I need to launch this website because then I'll actually do it. And it's the right. same idea of what you're saying now. And I was like, please just do it. Just make it happen. And we've made changes. And and it's great being able to give you, hey, this is what I want it to look like. And then you kind of come back with, okay, great. I can do that. But this is what's normal. Or this is what mm-hmm. makes sense. And it's so cool that you can still do what people want, what people want for their brand, but mm-hmm. actually add your expertise to it. Not just, you know, you do the right thing for people. Just because someone says right. they want whatever, you know, it's like a hairstylist, just because I want you to dump bleach on my head, you're not going to do it because that's your name on it at the end of the day. And you make sure right. it looks good for people, whether it is a website or anything else that you do for them.
1: And just general functionality when it comes to a website, too, you know, like the logic behind it there there's a lot to know and that that's not something that a lot of people just have like direct knowledge of so making those suggestions but at the end of the day i truly just love helping people and if i could create a career where I can help my clients and eventually employees live lives that they're excited about and, you know, act on these projects and, and create things that they had been putting, you know, on the back burner for so long and get it done for them quickly and make them excited about it. That's all I'm trying to do. Like, I just think life is way too short and people spend so much time wishing and hoping and being depressed and thinking that they're a victim of circumstance. And it's truly really just not the case. You just have to start. I mean, I don't, come from wealth by any means. My dad has been retired since I was a junior in high school and I'm the last of all four kids. (laughs) So I've pretty much just been on my own. And, you know, they taught me a lot. Like I listened to your dad's, um, your episode with your dad. And he reminds me so much of my father and even myself where it's just like, he just did Mm -hmm. until the next opportunity arose. And then he did more. And if something popped up that could make him extra money or get him, um, a, a referral or, you know, just, get him in front of a new face so that he can like network then that's that's me like I I felt I loved it like I when listening to that podcast I'm like oh my god her dad is me (laughs) but um and he's and he's so much like my dad too I you know it's just it's all about it goes back to work ethic and just being willing to try and not being fearful of what other people think turning 30 honestly was probably the best thing that happened to me because something happened in like that (laughs) flip where I just stopped caring about other people's opinions and just started living truly and genuinely for myself because you know you would say that you were but then still sometimes Mm -hmm. like other people's opinions would creep into the back of your mind and really upset you and for some reason when I turned 30 it was just like screw it like I'm 30 years old life is short there's too much to experience and too much to do I don't want to live under someone else's constraints and I have to go for this and hey it's brought me here. So uh, so far, no complaints. Wait, when did you turn thirty? So that would have been. I'm thirty one now. So, but so like a year and a half ago, my birthday's in October. So I'm trying to time it out with
0: when you officially launched Meach Media. It was after you turned.
1: So yeah, I was freelancing. I turned thirty in October, and I opened the company. Like the LLC was January of that year. I love so it within three months. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's true, and I feel. When did I launch my website? On as my 30th birthday. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's true. And I guess maybe if you pass 30 and you're like, that didn't happen to me, then pick an age and make it happen. And if you're not right. there yet, then set goals for 30. But that's what I kind of did. I was like, you know what? I want to have a website by the time I'm 30. What better day to launch it than on my 30th birthday? Yeah. And it was a lot of stuff like that. But yeah, it's so true what you're saying about not caring. And I mean, caring, but not caring in a sense. Yeah,
1: you have to. There's it's just like a balance like you have to care. But you also can't care so much that you let it completely consume you.
0: Obviously, you uh, went out on a limb when you did this. Did you have like, not haters? I always ask this question, but were there people who didn't support your, I guess, your personality, your multi passionate personality? Are there people Mm -hmm. that just didn't get it and kind of like? I'm sure people think I'm absolutely
1: insane. (laughs) And I'm perfectly okay with that because it's not their life. And, you know, I am not gonna, I'm not gonna put myself in this box and just like, live by society standards because someone else wants me to. So I know my, like my parents are insanely supportive. I know that there are plenty of people, family members specifically who are like, are you sure? Because they just, they don't get it. Like a lot of my family members, they had jobs where they did the job. They, they were government jobs. A lot of them, they got a pension, they retired and that was their life, which is great. Like there's nothing, I have nothing against that. But I just never wanted that to be mine again, because I don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> and so they they lived like this very like regimented, structured life. And that's just not the life I want. If my husband and I want to pick up and go on a trip in two weeks, so long as my clients are taken care of and know how to reach me, I'm gone. And so I, I think that I had plenty of support, but people were equally as nervous as I was, you know, and even more so nervous, I probably more nervous than I was because they didn't understand the heart, the dedication, like the knowledge that I've actually accumulated along the way to actually make it happen.
0: But you believe in yourself, like you knew, okay, I want to do this. I'm going to make it happen.
1: I always have. Like, although I didn't ever know exactly what I wanted to do outside of being on television, I just have always had this gut feeling that what I was going to do was going to be different. It wasn't going to be what everybody else did. And so I've been okay with that for my entire life. And So like I said, I know I'm sure my friends think I'm nuts, you know, like leaving job security and benefits. (laughs) Yeah, but they'll come to you when they need help on stuff. Right, exactly. And so it is what it is. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of whispers behind my back, but nobody really has said anything to my face. And if they do, so be it. I don't care.
0: (laughs) I love you. I love you so much. (laughs) What has been your favorite campaign that you've worked on for Meach Media, not necessarily your own versatile project. But for me to media, what has like been the best campaign that you've been a part of?
1: Oh, gosh. truly, it's your website. No. Like That was so no, it really was like that was so huge for me because I, I really love helping people build their brand. Like that's, a, that's just a passion of mine, especially people who you have such a, a vivid idea of what you want to be and just need help, like articulating that and, and like the creative aspects of that. And so that was super fun for me. Right now I'm in conversations with a nonprofit that That's cool. I think I can, yeah, that I think I can really help explode their messaging. Um, and so I'm excited to see where that one takes me. But gosh, there's been a lot of cool stuff along the way. It's like, it's hard to pinpoint and name, but as far as like my blog, I've had some really cool things lately. But yeah, so your,
0: your blog is versatile style. This is separate yeah. from Meach Media. This is where you kind of get to be your own brand, your own personality or creativity and kind of just branch off a little bit.
1: Right. So it's, yeah, it's myversatilestyle.com and it's, it's a fashion and lifestyle blog, but really it's no different. I run it through Meach Media LLC because it is, I am marketing for these people. I'm just marketing as an influencer and I am able to be my own brand in that regard. And so, um, in that I've had a lot of cool projects because I kind of get to pick and choose who I work with and they're, they're companies that I am personally fans of. So, like Macy's was insane to me. That's I crazy. shop with Macy's all the time, and when, the, and the people, the the agency that reached reached out to me was VaynerMedia, which I was like, what? when I saw I that email, too. yeah, really crazy, so right? That, that email, email come, yeah, mm-hmm. when that email came through, I was like, holy shit! Like being a marketer and seeing that end up in your inbox, you're like, they have my name, like, oh my yeah. god, they have my name! I was freaking out. So that was amazing, and that was early on which was even bigger for me
0: so you maybe you can give like I guess scratch the surface on some of the tips and tricks for monetizing as an influencer because I know that's Mm -hmm. something people are always asking about and a lot of us shop on the R style like you know you see the link when you click on a blogger thing so maybe just I guess dumb it down a little bit for people who aren't influencers or may want to kind of break in like what how does that whole world work
1: So there's a couple different ways. There are all these networks that they're kind of like a LinkedIn where you build a profile and brands can shop you. Um, There's other ones where you can, you know, apply to gigs. So they will post it and say exactly what they're looking for. Very specific criteria. It feels like, you know, you're casting for a television show and you find the ones that you think you'd be a good fit for. And you kind of like put in your resume, um, answer some of their questions, tell them why you'd be a good fit and so on and so forth. Then you have the affiliate links, which I think is what most people are familiar with. You know, you go to my blog, you click on a link, and depending if you make a purchase or not, I might get a small commission off of that purchase. And then there's partnerships, so brand partnerships where you work directly with agencies or directly with a brand to, um, you know, speak on their behalf or, or create on their behalf for your audience, which is is typically their target demographic. So there's a lot of different ways to monetize it. I know. A lot of people now are kind of concentrating on on working directly with brands because it, truly, I in my opinion, that's the best way to do it. Um, the affiliate links are great, but a lot of time goes into it, and it, there's not a lot of bang for for your buck. At least not for me right now. I mean, you have influencers with half a million, million followers, yeah, gonna and make money. They get those clicks and they're making <laughs> money. But for me now, it's just concentrating on working with companies that I feel are a good fit for my audience, which. I primarily tailor things to, like, the Midwestern market because I live in the suburbs of Cleveland. Like, I'm not high fashion <laughs> by any means.
0: Like, I yeah, shop at Express. but honestly, are any of us really high fashion? I mean, right, right. We're, we're, we we're like to think we are or we try right. to dress like we are, but really we are shopping at Express and trying to right. look high fashion.
1: Yeah, and so, where a lot of these bloggers will have these really pretty curated feeds, I kind of try to keep it real just because that's my life. Like, Same. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like fake it. I mean, yeah, I get you have to have pretty pictures. And in order to see the outfit, it needs to be clear and high quality. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to like spend $200 on one Instagram photo just to pretend that no. I am something that I'm not.
0: <laughs> no, I'm with you 100%. And that's something a lot of people have actually t- touched on in this podcast is when you're being yourself people will love it. People will I- embrace that no matter what it is. If you're being yourself in any aspect, whether it is on Instagram or in a magazine or on their vlog, people are going to gravitate towards
1: that. And you even right. Took
0: right there with pictures. It's so
1: true. Yep. And even if it's, I mean, my, my tiny following compared to yours, I it's like under 10,000 or just under 10,000. And I don't care because those people are engaged with me they regularly communicate with me. They read my blog. They comment on my post. They DM me because they saw something that they loved in their stories. And so it doesn't have to be, I'm not, although I would love to be like mega blogger someday at this point, I just love the creative process and I love that I'm helping people. And so I'm, I'm going with it, and we'll see where it takes me.
0: So at the time we are recording this podcast, you have 9,958 followers.
1: I know. We
0: need to get her to 10,000, <gasps> people. I know.
1: I need swipe up. It's right? killing me. I was actually just complaining about that in my story today because I got over 10,000 last week, and then it dropped. Because what? that's just the Instagram game. I get these insane waves. It will go up and then it will drop by 200. And so last week, I was like living this dream life where I finally had swipe up and I didn't have to tell people to click a link in my bio or DM me for a link, which I mean, people will, but I feel like it, it's not as easy for the few days I had. Yeah. And for the few days I had swipe up like the I was getting so many people that act on what I was um, what I was showing them and throwing out there. So Yes, guys, get me over ten thousand so I can make your lives easier. Her <laughs>
0: Instagram is at it's me meach i t s yeah me Meech, meach m e a c h. So go follow her, check that out because yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking at it now. You know what though? You're you're making it sound like your Instagram is like mine, like all over <laughs> the place. You are very it's curated, but it's not like one of those. Like you put your real life on here too, which I love. Right. It's not like I'm
1: standing in front of my house and my husband is taking my photo on a DSLR and then I throw (laughs) it in Lightroom for a hot minute. Like I am not like going to all these remote locations and, you know, planning my outfit that I'm going to wear to, uh, I don't know, like people will wear a specific outfit to a specific diner because they feel like it matches that vibe. And they're like, it is just, I cannot plan like that. Like I, I can't. I, yes, I know so many people who plan their outfits and then figure out locations based on that. I'm like, you know, they've, I got like an hour before I need to get somewhere. I'm going to throw on like three outfits. Will you just shoot them out front in the shade? <laughs> shade? It's true,
0: though. There are people that spend so much time on things that aren't necessary.
1: When Yeah, and people do love it. So don't get me wrong. Like I, I fight that fight because I look at it and I'm like, God, people are really reacting. But at the end of the day, it's just not me.
0: No, it's not. Me so for Meach Media though, it's now a year and a few months old. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself growing to the point where you're gonna hire other employees or you just you're gonna run this game on your own as long as you can?
1: God, I'm still figuring that out. I I think I will have to hire people. Really? So I, I fell into a great situation um when I decided to leave that job. The company that I had been working for previously got insanely busy and they're contracting me now. So I got, yeah. So that's, I mean, keeping positive relationships is so important. Yeah. So they're contracting me and while I'm contracting for them, I'm getting in a ton of work. My Instagram, as I'm sure it does for you, serves as a great resume. People in the area will find me, they'll DM me. And for whatever reason, they assume I could do websites. (laughs) Luckily I can. They'll ask me anything from websites to email newsletters. Um, to helping them with their social. And so I have these like f- flow of inquiries that, you know, those are hot potential clients and I'm contracting at the same time. So I'm looking right now for someone to just like help me balance while I get through the rest of this year contracting. And then we'll see what 2019 brings, but I, I would love to partner with someone. I don't think I want to be sole owner. I think that I could use insight and, and oh, expertise wow. and knowledge from another person. Um, I'm not I'm not too shy to say or too proud to say that there are things that I'm not great at. And I would rather bring someone in that can fill those, um, those gaps and we could build something wonderful together than me build a company that just like falls flat on its face because I'm too proud to admit no, that amazing. I have flaws.
0: <laughs> that's an amazing quality to have to be able to say that. But so we all know, okay, what building a website is. I get that. But you keep saying to help build someone's social. If I came to you
1: and I was like, help me with
0: my social, what happens?
1: So for businesses, the curated feed is a lot more important. And so it's just talking with them about what's happening in their business that they want to communicate. And that's what I think people don't really realize is that Social media is just another way to communicate. People get so caught up in this. Oh, I have to post every single day, and all, there's all these rules. And we're, while there are things that are important, at the end of the day, pushing out great content is far more important than just a bunch of shitty photos that say nothing, or posting about your sales all the time and never bringing any value to your customers. Although twenty percent discount is great, yeah, that also benefits you, and your customer knows that. So, you know, helping them find that balance of okay. What are we going to communicate to them? How can we educate them? How could we inspire them? Um, Adding the photography aspect in, especially if they're on Instagram, that's more important to have like an aesthetically pleasing feed. So pulling in a photographer and talking about how many times a week that they do want to post. And then I kind of put the strategy behind it. So, you know, on Monday, Wednesday and Friday are going to be our posting days. This is what we're going to talk about on those specific days. The photographer comes in, gets the shots we need. I edit them to match their aesthetic and then wow. I'll post for them. Um, right now I'm toying with a new idea um, of just a lot of people want beautiful feeds, but they have trouble paying for it. Um, so I'm toying with the idea of, you know, just being this, the strategist and kind of visual person behind it and then handing off the post to them and they could post them as they want and like play with the analytics and, okay. you know, you, you know boost whatever they want instead of being like full service. So right now I'm just truly trying to understand the needs of the people who are interested in this sort of service and answering those. So every every client that I have, I create a custom program That's for. That's what's
0: so cool. I love that. And you, you had mentioned that to me uh, another time that you – I guess in your industry with your company, you have to realize you're working from everyone like people like me to a possible brewery, and we're going to obviously right. – be different uh, clients for you. So you do custom, I guess, contracts and and custom situations for everyone, which is really with any side hustle important to kind of embrace every situation completely different. Don't just cookie cutter everything because you're never going to succeed. But I love that you do that. I love it.
1: Yeah. You have to personalize it. I mean, and that's how you also build the relationship with the client. You know, nobody wants to feel like they're just A number and nobody wants to feel like they're just sending you a paycheck for you to give them just a a process that is repeatable across the board for Mm. everyone and anyone. So taking that time to really service your customer and get to know them and um, do what will be best for them and not just best for my business. I mean, there are plenty of times where I spend far longer on a project than I actually bill for, but it's because I want to perfect it. And I'm really careful about what I put out there because I see it. And that's how those are each piece of that is a piece of my own personal brand and resume. So if that means that I bill for 10 hours when I put in 20 right now, that's what I do. And and it is what it is. Yeah. In the end, it's going to and
0: we talked about this in one of the episodes with Ronnie. It all comes out in the wash. I don't know if you heard him Mm -hmm. say that. and That's what we titled it. It's so true. In the end, you putting in that extra work, who knows one day could lend you a whole new gig that makes you so much more money just because you put in that extra work now and you have no idea so it doesn't hurt to do that obviously you want to be paid for what you're doing but in the situation you are kind of just kicking things off it doesn't hurt to do
1: that right and givers get so in the long run I feel like as long as I keep giving it will come back around you know I'm writing that down by the way
0: givers get thank you i love that (laughs) dropping knowledge bombs on the side hustlers podcast today so one thing i ask everyone is there an app and i always say other than instagram that you Mm -hmm. use for your your side hustle for your life whatever it is an app that you're like oh i i live by this
1: um god i have so many i've given you my whole like you said lightroom because you can use that as an app or two so yeah i have lightroom um Recently, I really love unfold. Have you heard of unfold? No. So, have you seen the stories where you can like put video, multiple videos in like frames? It's really cool. What, I do. It, I've been doing it all the time. Yeah, Why look did it I up. See that? Okay. So, I just like started doing it within the last two weeks when I finally learned what the hell it was that created that. Um, but yeah, you could do like multiple visual media pieces in one story frame, and so. You can really tell a story that way. And I love now that you could use Spotify to, you Boo. know, have... I know, I know, <laughs> but you could actually add music okay. to those stories instead of just like a silent. So like sometimes I'm filming stuff and my husband is in the background being a total idiot and I have to like, you know, mute it. And so now I could add music over that. And so, yeah, I'll make sure I is added. People- I'm going to get iHeart. Yeah, as an please option. do. Please do. Yeah. I have that app on my phone and I listen to it religiously. You yeah, know yeah. that. I, yeah, I know. listen to your guys' show like <laughs> while I'm working every single day. So, yeah. So, Unfold is really freaking cool. That's been cool. like the last few weeks has been my jam. I love that. I love that it's something different. I'm going to totally check
0: it out. I hope everyone else does too. That's really
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Okay, so if people want to follow you on Instagram, we're going to get you to that 10,000. It's at, Woo-hoo. it's me, Meech, Meeches, M-E-A-C-H. It's like peach with an M because you're a nice little peach. Exactly. <laughs> and your specific blog, it's myversatilestyle.com, obviously. And yep. your media website, Meech Media, your company, your side hustle, your now career, your now job, that yep. is under construction.
1: Yes, it's currently under construction, coming but, soon, but- anybody could get at me on Instagram. I'm always there. And if you want to email me my emails in my bio. So who's building your website? (laughs) Myself. (laughs) (laughs) You want to do it? You want to take a stab at it? (laughs) I'm good. I'll test it out
0: for you. I'll click and make sure everything works. I'm not going to build it though. But Michelle, thank you so much. Seriously. I feel like that you're going to have a lot of people reaching out to you for help. So, so be ready.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to see where your new career takes you. I know. I mean, It's a it's a big move. It's it might feel like a little move, but it really is a big move. And I am honestly, like, you have the sky's the limit for you. I love your energy. And I just think you're going to do awesome things. So you heard it here, folks, like when (laughs) CM is just like a baller, I predicted it.
0: (laughs) And, you know, thank you.
1: You could cut me in the Chris the Jenner 10%. I'll help you with okay. whatever you need. Yes.
0: <laughs> Hell yes. I'm down for that. And and now that we can end the podcast on you saying something awesome about me. So thank you very much for that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise. The fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.
1: Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own.